The Guardian has partnered with audible.co.uk to offer listeners a free audiobook if you sign up for a two-week trial of their service. Audible has 40,000 titles available to download. For all the details, follow the links at guardian.co.uk slash audible. The Guardian. Hello, I'm Aditya Chakraborty and this is the Business Podcast. In the studio this week, we've got an author, a hacker and a digital strategist, all in one. Joshua Klein's book, Hacking Work, aims to save businesses from themselves by empowering employees to find new ways of working. He made his name with a project in which he hacked the natural instinct of crows and induced them to collect money. But I'll let him explain what he did and what relevance that can possibly have for businesses. Well, I did a project a while back where basically I built a machine that uh, produced coins and peanuts. And over a series of iterations, it trains the crows to pick up coins they find on the ground and drop it in a box in exchange for a peanut. What's any of that got to do with business? Mm. So what that made me realize is that you can change people's behaviors through the tools that they use and the environments that they're in. And I started looking around at the communities around me, which were mostly businesses, and noticing that they were doing it really badly. So as a result, you've co-authored this book, Hacking Work. Explain to us what a hack is in the context of working. Mm. So traditionally, hacking was something that engineers would use as a term for something that they had done um, usually around uh, an engine or something, some mechanical principle, where they'd taken some piece that belonged on a different system and modified it to work on a, a system they had in front of them to make it work better. Over time, this ended up being used by the technology industry and eventually maligned as meaning people that did illegal things. And now we're kind of bringing it back to say, look, if, you, if you're interested in how something works and changing a system to make it better, that's a good hack. Can you give me some examples of sort of everyday hacks that you've seen in business? Uh, well, some good ones are, let's see now. Uh, for example, forwarding your email to Gmail so that you can, do, you can get access to your work email at home. Um, changing the printer paper so that you're using recycling paper some of the time and negotiating with your boss for some time off or time to work at home by showing them a, an example of how you can get more work done at home than at the office. These are all different kinds of hacks um, but essentially what they rely on is understanding the system that you're working in and making some alterations with them. The thing is Josh is that a lot of people listen to this would say those all sound like perfectly sensible things to do but they're just examples of people being adaptable at work why is that such a nifty new idea hmm. so the idea itself not new at all it's, so the, it's hang on the co-author of a new book tells us that the new book actually isn't that new oh but there's a twist wait no hold on <laughs> no the the general principle of working around a system or trying to find a way to get it to work better yes old is time What's new and interesting now is that the technology platforms that are available and the social software systems that we're all getting entwined in are making the average employee much more powerful than they've ever been before. So you can get access to free tools that are better than the tools your company gives you. You can get access to networks to provide answers or references or connections that you never could have gotten any other way. And this means that the footing that the employee is on compared to the employer has changed. And pretty early on in your book, you make the striking assertion that business is screwed and the way that we're used to doing business is, is over. Um, what do you mean by that? And what's hacking work got to do with that? So one of the big trends that, that we've observed in business is that it's having a really hard time keeping up with the advance or the speed of change around technology particularly, but also with the, the public at large. So for example, you may have heard about 
Um, in the States, we call them millennials, or people who are born after 1980. And this whole generation of people have a generally a slightly different attitude around work. Um, people who don't like them say that they're entitled or they expect too much, etc. People who appreciate what they have to bring say that they are very adept with social networks, they collaborate extremely well. The point is that they have a different attitude around work, and this is something that you can either exploit or be damaged by. So that's one aspect. The other, again, is the tools and the, the networks that we all have. And what's that got to business being screwed? Well, right now, business is having a really hard time adapting to it. So you've got situations like, um, like Internet Explorer 6, which was built in 2001 and is often cited as a classic example of bad software because it's, you know, crashes all the time, very buggy, very, very prone to security holes. It's the second most popular browser in the world. Why is that? Well, it's because companies are using it and they're not willing to update. So as a result, in work, you're using software that was built in 2001, and then you go home and you download the latest version of Firefox and you're using something that was built a week ago. And this disparity means that the skills that people are learning on their own time to be effective by themselves are fast outstripping their effectiveness in work. Okay, we've done a decent thing and given you a fair amount of time to explain your book and uh, put across its ideas. Let's make a couple of criticisms. Um, first of all, you're saying that uh, hacking work and being more adaptable allows employees to get one, up, one over on their bosses and to get on some kind of perhaps a more equal footing with their bosses. A lot of people would see that as the other way around, that actually all this new technology and all, all the sort of rise it gives to auditing and great supervision and all the rest of it means that bosses get more and more power over their employees. Yeah, it's an excellent point. And in many ways, it's true. I don't want to say it's an arms race, but, you know, the knife has two sides, two edges to it. I guess the, the premise of the book is that if you get involved in your own career and follow what you're passionate about, learn the tools to make yourself more adept at it, you know, and it's not it's not meant to be a combative situation, but it certainly puts you on better ground when dealing with your boss or people above you. But no matter how many whizzy new software programs you give me, how many Gmail accounts you give me, I'm still never going to be on an equal footing or even anywhere near an equal footing with somebody who's earning a hundred times what I'm earning. Well, what do you mean by equal footing? Do you mean you'll never be as smart or capable as them? No, I, I will never have the same measure of power because they will be my boss. So then in that case, you're talking about you're not equal in terms of them being able to make you but do no, things? No, but the, the idea that we can somehow hack this system and we, by, by just be showing a bit more initiative and being slightly more flexible, that we can somehow, you know, make the system work for us. Well, aren't you really selling people something which you can't give them? Well, it depends on them, right? Like, I don't think the premise of the book is follow these 12 steps and you'll be the CEO of your company. The premise of the book is read these tips give a good think about the systems that you're in and find a way to improve the situation that you found yourself in. Okay, let's come up with another example of people looking at a supposedly impossible situation and then being adaptable and flexible. Um, I seem to remember back in 2004, 5, 6, reading about these people who couldn't get money from the banks because they weren't on the correct amount of income. So what they did was they slightly fudged the, the figures they were earning and the banks suddenly said, OK, well, we'll give you a bit of money. And then banks in turn thought, well, hang on, we've got all this debt that we've, 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 we've got on our books. <laughs> what we might do is we might be really adaptable and hack this and slice it up and sell it on to other banks. Right. Now, those are both examples, as far as I can see, of hacks. Mm. What makes them any different from what you're proposing in your book? Right. So there is a, a full section in the book about this, that the concept that we're trying to 
push here is of benevolent hacking. Uh, what you've described certainly is hacking, but it's not the kind that's going to win you a lot of friends or, or many favors. Well, it might do for a few years yeah, because well, the subprime yeah. <laughs> crisis went on for quite a long time. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, speaking only from my own experience, when I was getting into technology, I had a number of people who were extremely talented, very, very capable, um, spend you know, days and days on end teaching me fairly remedial things. And the first time I asked one of these guys, you know, why, why are you doing this? They said, well, someone helped me out when I needed it, and now I'm helping you. I think that has a lot to do with it. What we're trying to espouse is the, the ideology that a lot of people are ascribing to the internet of sharing the information you find for the mutual good, sort of an opposite of the tragedy of the commons. Well, that's it for this week. We return next week with a full service and some special guests for you discussing the rise of China, India and the other emerging economies. The producer was Phil Maynard. I'm Edith Chakraborty. Thanks for listening. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio. Don't forget to start your free 14-day trial of audible.co.uk and to download your free audiobook. Head to guardian.co.uk slash audible.